As Christians, we are told that we will go through suffering. A Christian life without tribulation does not exist, and the way that Christian artists and songwriters respond to suffering really, really matters. So today on the podcast, we bring back our friends, Bobby and Kristen Gillis, to talk about Kristen's new album just released on April 1st, entitled Parker's Mercy Brigade. That's where we're headed today on the CMB Podcast, Session 51. Welcome to the CMB Podcast, a podcast designed to serve people of faith who make music. If you're looking for practical and inspirational ideas to help you in your musical craft, then look no further. ChristianMusicBlog.com is all about helping you think differently about creativity through eyes of faith as you learn how to establish healthy musical habits and disciplines, fueling your creativity and making you more prolific for the glory of God. And now your host, Nate Fancher. Hello and welcome to the 51st episode of the Christian Music Blog Podcast. We are all about serving artists, songwriters, music makers of all kinds in their journey of making that music through eyes of faith. Here at CMB, we cover a variety of subjects that matter to you if you are musical. Um, If if you're looking to grow in your musicianship, in your artistic craft, um, if you're looking to develop a, a more biblical worldview of making music and what music really is in general, then I invite you to join us, to jump in with us um, as we go on this journey together. We're all on this journey. All of the listeners of this podcast, myself included, we're all on this journey together. Um, If it's your first time checking out our podcast, I invite you to go over to christianmusicblog.com slash gift, and I have a gift for you there. It's how I use Evernote to be more organized and more on top of it as a songwriter. And um, I just want to simply say thanks for checking out our podcast. So head over there and get that. It's a free PDF and a free MP3. And um, I, I know it'll serve you well if you're a songwriter. So go over there, christianmusicblog.com slash gift. It is great to have Bobby and Kristen Gillis back on the podcast, um, our first repeat guests. And we were just laughing now because we I realized that I had not hit the record button. I had hit... I'd armed it, but I didn't actually hit record. And, and Kristen answered the, this beautiful answer to the question that I had for her, and we didn't record it. So that was just for me. So thank you for saying that. But we're gonna yeah. get yeah, we're gonna get started. It's great to have you guys back on the podcast. I'm sorry about that technical problem there. Really, really excited to have you back. And we had you back. You're on the podcast last fall, I think it was, or last summer. You were just in the in the conceptual stages of your new album that's that's come out April first, called Parker's Mercy Brigade. And uh, for those folks who who don't know your story, why don't you just give us a, a an overview? And I know you just shared this while we weren't recording, but um, <laughs> um, you can say it again. I'm sure you said this so many times. You're probably used to this, aren't you? <laughs> Saying answering that question, but um, yeah, tell us a little bit about who you are and the story behind um, this new album. Yeah, I'm glad to share. Um, My husband, Bobby, and I, um, a little over 17 months ago, we uh, endured the labor and the delivery of our son, Parker. This is our first child together, and Parker was stillborn, which was a huge shock, as you can imagine, Um, but especially after a, I guess, virtually flawless 
pregnancy. He was even two two weeks past his due date. I mean, he was in there for as long as the Lord had intended for him to be there. But he was, other than his heart stopping uh, toward the end of the labor, um, there was, I mean, there's still no explanation as to why, why he died. So we were left just grief-stricken and holding our son's lifeless body, um, but being immediately comforted by the Holy Spirit who was with us throughout the pregnancy, of course, and throughout the labor. I, I just remember how many times during the very, very long, hard labor, how the Lord was encouraging me to trust Him and to submit to His will. Uh, there was one point in the labor where I just was exhausted and overwhelmed, and I just said, Lord, let your will be done. And and I feel like that was a moment that the Lord was just preparing me literally for handing my son over to him. And um, I don't want to go into too many details, but just I was so encouraged as I reflected on what the Lord did through the, the actual delivery leading up to Parker's stillbirth of how the Lord was so present and at work to teach us that He's always with us and that He can always be trusted. And so we had this encouragement going into a season of great suffering and enduring the loss of having Parker with us and um, the body of Christ, the members of our church, and then people from all over the world pouring out their tears on our behalf and pouring out expressions of comfort and encouragement and sharing with us their own stories of loss. And we were just overwhelmed by how the Lord surrounded us with His faithfulness and words of encouragement. And that has continued to this day. And um, just in the last 17 months, we pressed in to know the Lord, to to know who He was and, and what His promises were to us at all times, but particularly in our suffering. And the Lord has been faithful to reveal Himself as trustworthy and as praiseworthy, as the God of all comfort, who we can trust at all times. We can pour out our hearts to Him because He's our refuge. And so we've done that. And one of the ways that we've done that is through songs. The Lord has encouraged us by helping us to write songs, but He's given us these um these lyrics and these melodies that help us pour our hearts out to Him and be reminded of His, again, of His faithfulness and of His promises. And so we're eager to share the songs that God has given us as an encouragement with others, that they might be encouraged in their faith um, as they suffer trials of many kinds and as we all just wait with great longing for Christ to return and finish the good work that He's begun. So we're excited to share Parker's Mercy Brigade um, just as a response to the Lord's faithfulness and His goodness to us. Can you tell us a little bit about um, how you, you began to be creative and in, in, in terms of writing and expressing your heart to the Lord? Um, what songs on the album came after this happened? Well, actually, right after... When Parker died, I held his body for um, probably about six hours that night. And, and Kristen, you know, she had the emergency C-section, so I think the effects of the drugs, she was still kind of in and out of sleep. Um, so I was just there with him, and right after handing his, his body back to the nurse, I, you know, I felt like God was telling me, your child is safe with me, and then he, he started just kind of informing me of all the ways in which he is making children safe all over the world, um, you know, through through everything from adoption to um, orphan care. And 
these lines popped into my head. Uh, you lead the motherless to a mother's kiss. You lead the fatherless to a father's embrace, um, which went on to become part of the song God of All Comfort, which we recorded with Devin Coughlin of Sovereign Grace. So that was the first lyric that came to me. Um, we, we didn't actually finish the song for about a month later, but those lyrics never left me. And then the first full song that we, we finished was Chase Away My Unbelief, um, which is a lament. That's, that's pretty much where we were in the, the early parts So songs like that. And Bless the Lord Who Gives and Takes uh, came first. And then later on, we started writing songs um, that celebrate how God comforts and heals his people through the church. Um, and, you know, as we, as Kristen said, we experience that comfort both locally uh, here at Sojourn Church um, as well as just, you know, people sending tweets and emails and blog comments and Facebook messages and, and people sending us physical cards and letters to our house. And, and we just felt so much comfort from the church. And so that inspired some of the songs later on in the process. Wow. That's awesome. And um, let's just go, keep kind of talking about the process of, of creativity as you began to write. I'm, um, I'm just, uh, yeah, I, I know that that was like a dark night of the soul f- for, for you guys. And how do, how do you encourage someone who, who would be tempted to probably not want to express themselves in a, in, a, in, a, in a way that we see appropriate, right? In the Psalms, you know, where David is lamenting. And I, I can just, I guess what's on my mind is like songwriters who might just close up or, you know, anyone for that matter, just really harden their hearts. Um, what were the ways that you experience God's grace to see that ha- not happen? Well, I would just say that you have to pour your heart out. Um, you can't keep things bottled up. And, and if you're a songwriter, part of the way you pour your heart out is to write songs. And, and I think some of the greatest songs probably in the history of man have been born out of suffering. Going all the way back to the Psalms, the, the Psalms are a perfect model. Um, the Psalms not only you know, have so much theology and so much... Um, awareness of God's history and his saving actions, you know, in, in, in Israel from, you know, saving them from Egypt through all the ways he delivered David. But you've got the full range of human emotion, these celebratory psalms and then psalms of lament and, and grief and anguish. And so I think it's a very biblical model to pour your heart out to God, whether that's through celebration um, or through, through lament. And I would add to that, to do that requires that we humble ourselves and we acknowledge that what we're enduring is too great for us to bear alone. It's not something that we that we can bear apart from the strength of Christ, apart from His suffering in our place and, and bearing our burdens daily. Daily God bears our loads. and it. But it requires us to say, God, this is too much for me. Help me to pour my heart out. I, I remember praying that. Lord, I don't even know what to pray. But you help me to express to you how I feel. And the Lord was good to do that. I will say there were a lot of times when I was just quiet. I was just quiet in the presence of the Lord. I was quiet when I went out and walked. When I would normally be be praying and talking to the Lord, I was quiet. And, and part of that was me listening, listening for the Holy Spirit, but not a lot of it was me not knowing how to express what it was that was um, going on in my heart. But I remember just the Lord giving me a genuine desire to want to work through it and to want to pour it out 
but but I needed him to teach me how to do that, you know. And so the scriptures, as Bobby said, are a great example. How can we do that and know that it's safe to do it? You know, God is not offended when we pour out our hearts and we ask him our questions and we express our doubt and our unbelief. He's not put off by that. He's ready and able to encourage us. And he invites us to cast our cares on him, to pour out our hearts. And he reminds us over and over, I am your refuge. I have suffered in your place. I've carried your burdens day after day. So, but it requires us to be willing to to trust Him and humble ourselves and pour our hearts out to Him. So, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about um, how Sojourn, your, your church, rallied around you during this time. Um, I guess I'm, I'm also thinking about the songs you were writing. Were you doing some of these in, in the worship services? Um, and tell us, tell us about that, if you can. Yeah, the, Kristen did Chase Away My Unbelief just about six weeks after Parker was born, she did that. We had a, a, a women's gift exchange. Um, we do that every year at, around Christmas time in each of the Sojourn campuses. And so she led worship at one of those services and did that song then. Um, and then not too long after that, we did a, a Job sermon series. And so we did uh, Bless the Lord Who Gives and Takes at all the campuses as part of that sermon series and, and got a great response to that. Um, some of the other ways that, that in just in a very practical sense, um, we experienced comfort from Sojourn is we didn't have to make dinner for over a month after this happened. Um, someone started a meal train for us, and, and every day for over a month, someone brought us dinner, mostly from, from Sojourn, but also from uh, some of the other churches in the area, Sovereign Grace Louisville, um, some of the churches in Indiana. So just a really practical way that we experience love from, from people is coming into our house and bringing us casseroles and all sorts of delicious mm-hmm. things to eat. And we really do a lot of strength from that. Yeah. I would agree with all of that. Just, um, I also experienced a, a lot of grace in our morning through um, just some women who individually reached out to me and just pursued friendship with me and have continued to be steady um, as people that I can call or you know ask for prayer and I still meet with some of those women regularly and so I'm very very thankful for the friendships that have been born out of this just people who are willing really willing to suffer with us they said you know we're going to step in and we're going to walk with you and and be willing to hear you pour your heart out to the Lord even though they I mean they acknowledge we don't understand what you're going through but Hmm. but we want to suffer with you we want to mourn with you and and they've done that and I'm so so thankful for that Um, just a huge blessing that God has added to my life Hmm. as a result Oh, sorry. Um, tell us a little bit about you. you or before before I hit record, you you were telling me about how you guys did um, an event. Uh, was it some, like a CD release thing or something at the church uh, recently here? Yeah, that was uh, just a couple of days ago. Um, we we did. Uh, it was just a regular worship service at Sojourn New Albany. We did a couple songs from the record. Um, and then we, we sold it at the book table after the service and got a great response from that. So that was that was very heartwarming um, just to kind of, uh, I guess, you know, that's that's where it all started. We had Parker's memorial service at the New Albany campus. And so 
to you know a year and a half later to have a CD release there um, and and to kind of you know we look at the records sort of like a standing stone from the Old Testament when they would erect these memorial stones to remind each other what God has done. This is kind of that for for our little community here. So it, it was an honor to to be able to have those CDs um, for sale and to worship through song um, that day as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Anything you'd like to share, Kristen, about that? I was going to say I was really encouraged um, even getting to lead the songs with the congregation yesterday and just hearing them sing these songs back to me was so good from my heart um, to be reminded uh, that the Lord is good to us and that we can bless the Lord who gives and takes. Um, and I was just really, really encouraged to see how God was at work um, teaching our congregation yesterday in new ways how to pour our hearts out to Him. And we, we did receive a good amount of very positive feedback, people who were thankful for those songs and were eager to the full album and to share copies with others. So all of that just points to the Lord at work in it, and it's encouraging. That's great. Um, now, about the recording stuff, the production side of things, um, you you recently wrote about how you had Devin Coughlin in, and he sang on God of All Comfort, which you just mentioned a second ago. Um, can you just yeah. talk a little bit about what you wrote about on your blog there and, and how that all went down? Yeah. Um, God of All Comfort, like I said, that was one of the first songs that we wrote. Um, and we, I, I think it was actually my co-producer, Jonathan Barahonia, who had the idea to do that as a duet with, with somebody. And so we were thinking, who can we bring in? It'd be nice to bring in a, a male voice. Um, and we, we love the Coughlin family, you know, since they've moved to Louisville uh, to, to launch Sovereign Grace Church here in Louisville. We've kind of gotten to hang out with them from time to time, gotten to know Bob and his wife, Julie, and, and Devin and several of the other Coughlin kids. And so to us, it was a no-brainer, like, let's try to get Devin Coughlin in to record. So he came in that night in the studio and, and uh, tracked the song, and, and we just love anytime we can do something with the Coughlins. And actually, Devin's sister, Mackenzie Coughlin, sings, she's part of our group vocals on nine of the ten songs on there. So um, it was great to get her involved as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, there's definitely a... a a, um, a group, a community feel to to the album in terms of the vocals. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, what was that like, having all those folks around the microphone? I, I love the video. You can kind of see it in the video that you put out on YouTube, which I'll, I'll make sure to link to in our show notes yeah. for today. But, um, yeah, I just had, you know, that, 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 whole, that whole gang vocal thing. I love that. Tell us sure. more about that. that. That was another idea that Jonathan Barahonia had, um, the co-producer, and he, he arranged all our songs, so we, we can't speak highly enough of him. He was the keyboardist. Um, brilliant guy. He's an intern at Sojourn, and he, he goes on tour and plays for uh, Sovereign Grace and Ingrid Rosario. He just came back from Honduras playing with Christine DeClario, um, so we were honored to work with him, and he had the idea, instead of doing the you know, kind of traditional singer-songwriter background vocals where you bring in one or two background vocalists is like, hey, let's, let's have church. Let's just have, you know, get about 10 mm -hmm. people in here and just yeah. have them all singing the songs and, and create that sort of live church effect. And so we just called around and got, uh, I think, around, you know, 10 or 11 friends to huddle around one microphone and, and sing all the songs. And it was, it was really fun. 
Yeah, we were glad to have um, our worship director at Sojourn New Albany and his wife, Justin and Meg Schaefer, to participate with us as well, and a few other seminary students that are in the worship program, along with our, our friend Johnny, who co-produced the album. Um, and it was just really exciting to get to share the songs with them and to see their response initially to the songs as they were learning them and singing them and just to hear how quickly their hearts were being encouraged by the songs and they were eager to sing them and eager to participate and mm. that really encouraged my heart. Um, and then as we just heard the songs sort of being fleshed out with more voices, it it was just really powerful. Um, Again, a powerful representation of the body of Christ and how the Lord is, you know, supplying much grace and uh, love to, to us through each other, through Christ in us. And so here we were singing to each other around that microphone and um, just being lifted up by the Spirit of the Lord in each of us. So it was really great, a great experience. And I love listening to the album now if for no other reason because I get to hear all of them singing along like <laughs> just a real treat for me so <laughs> that is great yeah now um a question that I have I mean I, I hope I hope this question makes sense but you know this is such such an emotional project for you guys such a big thing how how are you going to move forward I mean I'm I know that yeah, the, re the recurring thing I keep hearing you guys talk about is the grace of God and how it is really all by his, his grace and power that you've you've come through this. But, you know, what does the next album look like? I mean, this one's going to always be such a special one for you. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like how can you ever top this? I don't, I don't even know if that's the right thing to ask. Uh, forgive me if it's the wrong thing to ask. But No, no I'm asking that, too. Uh, like I said earlier, I think a lot of, a lot of the great songs... Um, and the albums have, have come through suffering, and it's something you can't really just manufacture. Right. Um, you know, it's, when it's so real and so personal. So I, I don't know because I don't know what the future is going to look like for us. And I, I certainly don't want to go through any more suffering. But we know that the, the Christian life is is filled with that, and it's how God uses uh, what God uses often to to mold and shape us. So um, I, you know, I can't really predict the future. And from from a I guess from a music business side of it, I don't know what, you know, I, I read so many things like maybe, maybe the album is dying. Um, there was a long period of recorded history where the single was the big thing. And then, you know, it was really just a couple decades that the, the, the album was the big thing. And now maybe the single is the big thing again. Um, you know, I know more and more people are thinking like, Hey, let's just release singles from now on and, and not, records not full length and maybe we'll do some of that in the future just release uh, just release singles from time to time um i don't know i'm not sure yeah I'd, I'd love to hear you guys talk a little bit more about the i guess the the fine line the tension that you had to face with um you mentioned the music business side or, or, or you know you said manufacture i mean that's a perfect word because you can't manufacture a record like yes. this there's no way um now you're donating half the proceeds of this to Natives Films. I'd love to talk about that, but 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 again, back to that question: like, how do you how did you wrestle with that? I mean, obviously you're wanting to express yourself, which I understand that, but in terms of deciding how to market it, how to put the record out, you know, um, how did you deal with that? Sure. Well, we felt very clearly like God wanted us to 
because God had saved our son and brought him uh, safely to heaven, we wanted to do something that would help other kids around the world. And, and that's where the partnership with Natus comes in. It was founded by a fellow Sojourn member. Um, this is a, an award-winning documentary company. They go around the world to places like Guatemala and India and Sudan. And they tell stories, uh, real-life stories, cases of extreme poverty and need, danger, and social injustice. And, you know, when you tell those stories and, 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 and share the documentaries like they have Stars Network and, and through um, even just Corey going out on tour, um, it causes people to take action and to, with us, to become missionaries or whether that's to donate um, to ground efforts in those countries and it impacts children's lives. And then also Natus themselves, anytime they make a movie, they partner with local relief organizations to provide clean water and, and all kinds of things like that. So we thought this is a very tangible way that we can help kids around the world, um, you know, through the sale of this, this project. So, you know, we've, we've given away music for free before on noise trade and, and places like that. But for this project, we thought, you know, we are going to, we're going to charge $10. That's, that's not a whole lot of money. That's, um, you know, it's $11 for the CD itself. Um, and we're going to give half the proceeds to Natus and, and be very unapologetic that, that we want to sell records um, because we think it, it's for a great cause. Yeah. Well, that's great. And um, you, you did decide to go ahead and put it on Spotify. It, would you mind talking a little bit about the Spotify thing? That, that's such a tough one because as a music fan, as a user, what's not to love about Spotify? There's, there's all these songs on there. You can discover so much great music. You can, you can listen to albums. Um, I, a lot of people love to buy records and then listen to them on Spotify just because it's a fun user experience. It shows up in your, your Facebook timeline, what you've listened to, so your friends know what you're listening to. You can make playlists, you know, you can, you can make a playlist called Songs for a Rainy Day and then put all your favorite songs for a rainy day in there from different <laughs> artists. And so yeah. it's, it's really fun. Um, so it, it was a struggle. A, a lot of artists are withholding from Spotify or they're doing what's called windowing where you, you release the record for sale and then maybe some months later you put it on Spotify right? Yeah. because you hope to get as much sales as possible. And, and the reason is very simple. The, the royalty payments are horrible. Um, you know, you can, you can put a song on Spotify and, and thousands of people can listen to it. And then you get a check for like $2.37, <laughs> um, which, as you know, the cost of, of recording a record of, of the studio space, the engineering, the mixing, the mastering, all that stuff is so expensive. You pour thousands of dollars into it, and then you get you know a few dollars back, um, despite the fact that thousands of people have apparently been listening and enjoying your music, and, and the, the equation doesn't add up. There's no way that you can cover your costs or, or hope to make another record. And, and so that's the struggle that a lot of artists have and a lot of songwriters have with Spotify. Um, the other side of the equation, though, is we felt very clearly that God wants us to get these songs out there as far as we can. And, and we have no illusions that, that that's going to be, we're not on a record label, so um, who knows how many people will, will hear the songs. But we, we have an obligation to do as, as good a job as we can as getting the music out there. Um, and we know, frankly, that not everyone can afford to pay 10 bucks for a record. Um, at, Life is hard, and there are a lot of bills, and there are a lot of other records out there. And so, it, you know, if someone can't afford it, but they would be blessed, then, then we're honored for them to listen on Spotify. 
And, and again, we also know that some people will buy the record and they would still like to hear it on Spotify and make playlists and things like that. Um, even even sometimes worship pastors, that's how they share songs with their team. Yeah. You know, if they do the song on a Sunday, it's like, here's a Spotify playlist, go listen to this, and then we're going to do these songs on Sunday. So we want to make it easy for them as well. So, so we do hope that as many people as possible will buy the record because it will help kids. We, we want to raise a lot of money for Natus, but we don't want to, to do anything to, to hurt the song's chances of being heard by as many people as possible and as blessing as many people as possible. And so that was a struggle we faced, and, and we thought, you know, in the end, let's just go ahead and put it on Spotify and RDO and all these other streaming services, and, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. No, that's 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 what I would have done too. I mean, it is a it is a it is a, a tough decision. Um, and another thing, just to add to what what Bobby just said about the Spotify thing, um, those of you who listen who are listening, if you remember the Derek Webb interview that I did, we had we had him um, come on, and um, he has this great article that he wrote on Spotify, which is very very insightful. He breaks down all the numbers, and um, his his point, and I think it's so brilliant, is that. And it's the same with iTunes or Amazon or anyone else digitally. Um, you can't get, you don't know who's getting that music. You don't know who's listening to it, the person behind it. And so if you can get an email address, if you can connect with the listener and, and do that exchange, uh, Bandcamp is perfect for that, for example. You know, they can purchase it, but then they can, but then you have who it is, so you know, and you can reach out and right. and, and connect with them. And, and, and I think that is really important for artists because. Like, well, obviously you guys are a perfect example because you have such a great, powerful story to tell. You're going to want to connect with those those people who are listening and, and being impacted by the music. And so, but still, like you said, it's tough. You know, you want to make it accessible. So I say go for that and then do your best to, you know, for those folks listening who are, who are wrestling with that. Anyway, well, I'll include a link, too, to the Derek Webb article. That was a very insightful one. Yeah, that would be great. Um, yeah, and, and then, of course, the one you wrote is really, really good, too. Um, now, you know, I, I was thinking while you were talking, between the two of you guys, this is just purely a guess. I could be totally wrong here. Kristen, you're, you're the artist. You focus on writing and, and journaling. And, and Bobby, I know you're, you're an artist too. You're a lyricist um, for sure. But you're probably more the business guy. Is that true or not? Yeah, de- Bobby's definitely more the business guy, uh, but he's also very much the artist guy too. <laughs> yeah. I, he really is. Um, I mean, he wrote the majority of the lyrics, um, and I probably wrote the majority of the melodies. But um, I mean, and I do when I'm writing. It's usually a lot more. Um, I guess just pouring my heart out. Bobby, Bobby does that too, but I think he does it a little bit differently. He's usually thinking too, you know, in terms of ordering things a certain way. Um, I'll let him talk a little bit more about that, but he's he's definitely the business guy. I mean, I'm an administrative assistant for my profession, so I've got the skills. Like I do the admin stuff, but Bobby's got the know-how, and uh, mm-hmm. so even in that in that way, we complement each other. Where I take a, I take care of a lot of the business administrative uh, tasks, whereas he's casting the vision and and sort of saying, "Hey, this is what we need to do," and he's communicating that very well. So, yeah, cool. <laughs> I guess we have a good business partnership too. <laughs> I think it's I think it's great. Yeah. Did yeah. you wanna, do you want to add to that, Bobby, at all, or not? I, I don't think there's much I, I could add to that. Um, uh, you know, she 
she's definitely the artist in terms of I, I would never sing. Like I didn't even want to put myself in the group vocal section because there are so many good singer friends that we have and, and, and I can barely carry a tune. So I'm definitely content to be in the background and, and to write songs and then handle just some of the, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, the, the marketing kind of things. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's that's always a tension. I, I'm I'm kind of both too, but sometimes I wish I was just one or the other, you know, I don't, because they, they, it's, it's so many times for artists, they, they seem to be like against each other, but. Right. Um, yeah. Well, guys, I, I know that we're kind of short on time, but um really, really glad to have you back on our podcast. The, you're the first repeat guests, as we said. Um, going, as we, as we wrap it up, I just would love to hear you guys kind of communicate to those folks, um, writers again. I mean, we've kind of already touched on this, but I'd love for you to just kind of, what would you say again to those folks who, who really wrestle with the struggles they're going through? They need to be encouraged. Um, I, I also am thinking of artists who aren't totally all in in their churches, um, and so you know how how important is that? You know, just kind of speak to that if you can um, for those artists who who want to express themselves and, and and go for this and do this thing. I think the big thing is to recognize that you're not alone. Um, and first and most importantly, you're not alone in your suffering because the Savior suffered and, and He was in all points uh, tempted as we are um, and he, he suffered more than we will ever suffer. Um, he suffered for all the sins of mankind and so He's acquainted with our grief. Um, he, he's, he's not this distant uh, entity that, that doesn't feel what we're going through. He, he cried when Lazarus died even knowing that he was going to raise Lazarus up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I think besides that, um, to know that you're not alone in your suffering because all people suffer um, and Christians certainly you know, were called to take up our cross. And so I think it is very important for an artist to be involved with the local church. Mm-hmm. A lot of artists are introverts like me. Um, and so it's, it's, it's easy to kind of live alone and, and try to bear everything yourself, but I, I think, you know, God God doesn't save us just to be individuals. He saves us to bring us into His church, um, and so it's, it's very important to be a part of a church, a, a member um, actively serving and actively living your life openly, um, sharing sharing not only the good times, but the, but the bad times, the hard times with people. Yeah, and I would just add to that, um, be mindful that what the Lord has entrusted to you is not just for you um, to experience and to enjoy. It is something that He has given you to steward, and um, He expects a return on that investment for His glory. And one way that He will get that return is by multiplying um your efforts, I guess, in the lives of others as they are able to um, help, I guess, in your own artistic process just through relationship, like how we're able to encourage one another just in community and how that will trickle over into whatever it is that we're doing um, in our creative expressions and the way that we're um, using the gifts that God has given us. But um, it's important that you, if you're, you know, if you're using your gifts, if God has called you to use your gifts, um, and He has, He's called us to use our gifts, not just for ourselves, but to serve others. We're going to do that best when we know the people that we're serving, when we know, and we're, we're 
familiar with their suffering or just their stories and we're willing to suffer with them and to journey with them and that means we can't live in isolation that we we have to do that in community and um I remember something that a friend from Sojourn told me shortly after Parker died. She's a hospice care worker, so she's with people at the end of their lives. And she said something she learned in her training was that uh, grieving happens in isolation, but mourning happens in community. And I think about, I've thought about that a lot, how the Lord said, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Mourning is it's a group thing. It's a, something that happens in community, but we have to be willing to come out of our isolation and our grieving and not only to, to suffer in front of others but to suffer with others alongside others and so all of that plays into um, how we are good stewards of what God has given us and what we're doing with that as his representatives here on earth and members of one another in the body of Christ so yeah, it's awesome yes yes that is very encouraging um, and I could see so many references to the parable of the talents in there and the investments and, and re return on the investment for the master. And so good. Sure. So good. Um, well, where, where can folks go to find the new, the new record? Um, where would you direct them? Uh, iTunes, Amazon.com or Kristen Gillis.com. Um, Gillis is G I L L E S. Um, as well as our blog, which is my song in the night.com. Awesome. Well, thanks again, guys, for, for coming on the podcast, and i um, really excited to see just more fruit from what you're doing, and um, now, are you going to be playing out much, or are you, what are your plans in, in that regard? We have uh, one event coming up in June. Uh, we'll be sharing our story, some of our testimony, and the songs from the album at an event called Hungry for Hope, which is a conference that happens annually um, and is for both uh, clinicians who help treat eating disorders and other eating issues and also for those who have struggled in that regard um, but really anybody could attend um, and so I'm excited to partner with uh, Constance Rhodes and her ministry Finding Balance um, at this conference Hungry for Hope that's in Nashville June 19th through the 21st and so I'm excited that Bobby gets to come along too and help share this story um, they're really wanting to encourage artists to tell our stories in a way that would encourage um, others but point to Christ. So we're excited about that, and um, we'll see what else the Lord may have for us. You know, if He opens doors, we'll be eager to follow Him in, in that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're just excited to participate in His work here on earth. Yeah. That's very cool. I'd love to get the, the link for that if, that's, if there's something online about yeah, that. Yeah, that um, they could just go to findingbalance.com. Okay. And there should be a link on that homepage for the Hungry for Hope conference. I don't know the exact address for the Hungry for Hope link, but I know it will stem from FindingBalance.com. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. so in our show notes today, I'll have links for that. And then um, the other things we talked about, for those of you who are listening, Spotify stuff. Um, of course, all the, all the links for Parker's Mercy, Mercy Brigade for your choice, iTunes, Amazon, whatever it might be. And... Um, yeah, so maybe we'll have you guys on a third time, and you'll be the first three-peat. <laughs> we would love it. You guys have a great day. Thanks again. Thanks so much. Thank you. For today's show notes, just head over to christianmusicblog.com slash 
51. That's the number 51. And you'll see all of the links that we discussed in the interview from today, um, including KristenGillis.com, where you can find out more about their new album, Parker's Mercy Brigade, um, their blog, My Song in the Night, a link to Natus Films and more about what they're doing. You know, half the proceeds from this new record uh, goes to Natus Films and what they're doing. Really cool stuff. So encourage you to head over there and check out all of those links, christianmusicblog.com slash 51. All right, that's it for this week's episode. Um, I want to remind you guys about our new podcast schedule. Um, we are going to every other week simply because I'm working on a new training course. It's my first training course for the Christian Music Blog list and just really excited to serve you guys with this. It's CMB Music Marketing 101. It's a four-part marketing series on how to um, use the internet to build a platform and to grow your audience as a musician and and what that all means as a Christian musician because I think Christians in general have a hard time understanding business, marketing. Uh, we tend to kind of turn our nose up at that stuff and I think there's a real gospel-centered way to do that. So I'm going to be going into that soon and in the, in the next couple of weeks you'll be hearing more about that. That's CMB Music Marketing 101, a four-part training course. And for me to really work on that and to really uh, give the time to that, I have to kind of modify the podcast schedule. So we're going to be doing every other week for the podcast. So I just wanted to remind you guys of that. Thanks for listening up to this point. Really happy that uh, you're joining us here on the podcast as always. I want to remind you guys of the gift that um, I, I mentioned in the beginning. For those of you who are new, who are new to this podcast, checking us out, head over to christianmusicblog.com slash gift and you'll find a free PDF and an MP3 that goes with it. It's a little audio talk that goes with this PDF on how I use Evernote to write more songs more quickly and to organize my songwriting efforts. Um, It's a great way to approach songwriting, and um, you have on one side the need to really capture your ideas, capture your inspiration, and on the other side you have to be disciplined and learn how to craft those inspirational moments and, and really put the two together. So Evernote does that for, for me personally, and I've gotten some good feedback from some folks who use this method that I've come up with for Evernote. So again, um, christianmusicblog.com slash gift for that. And before I let you go, uh, I want to send you guys out with this beautiful new song from Christian's new album called God of All Comfort. So enjoy, and we'll see you next time on the CMB Podcast. You light the dark, you won't
for listening to the CMB podcast. For more valuable content, including helpful articles and video, visit christianmusicblog.com.